At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. We are off and running on a Thursday evening from the Circus Sportsbook. That is Jeff Parles. I'm Tim Murray, and boy, do we have a action-packed night tonight there, Jeff. We've got two NBA games that have yet to tip off, and both of the utmost importance because both are even series. We've got the Denver Nuggets and the Portland Trailblazers coming up a little bit later, bottom of the hour tip, and then here momentarily, Lakers and Suns. And, you know, in a series, especially since it's 7-2, this defies all logic when you think about the Lakers, the seven seed, laying six and a half tonight. Minus 370 here to win the series <laughs> at the Circus Sportsbook. I don't have a play on this game. And, you know, we'll get into the prop bets here in just a moment. But the contrarian in me looking at a six and a half point spread for the Phoenix Suns getting six and a half thinks nobody believes that the Lakers are going to lose tonight. All anybody could talk about on Wednesday was the series is over. Now, I certainly hope this series is over because I have the Lakers on a series price at even money. And we talked about that on Friday. I think, Jeff, you actually talked me more into, just wait, they're going to lose game one. And they ultimately did. They win game two. And now the series price has skyrocketed up. What do you think of the Suns tonight? The biggest question, and we all are thinking the same thing, how effective is Chris Paul going to be? Only played 23 minutes. You can't even bet on Chris Paul props tonight. Nope. What do we make of the Suns this evening? Here's the big issue with this moving forward. 
campaign was absolutely spectacular in game two. 19 points, seven assists, three three-pointers. He was great. He was spectacular. And are we going to get another campaign on a game like that again in this series? I would be highly skeptical of that happening. So that's my big concern for Phoenix because, look, Chris Paul looked done in game two. That shoulder just is not going to let him compete at the level that we're used to seeing him compete at. He'll be able to play a little bit. But, look, Tim, that was a one-point game. The Suns actually took the lead in the fourth quarter. 88-86. And, and Chris Paul was unable to come back into the game because of the shoulder. So I'm just concerned, and again, this is just another one in the long line of Chris Paul gets the worst luck in the playoffs. That is true. He got the injury in the year where Houston probably would have beaten Golden State if he had stayed there. He had all those messes in Los Angeles with the Clippers, which may not have been his fault with seeing what the Clippers are doing with a whole new core in that franchise. <laughs> but uh, but look, the injury in game one, that see, this series changed. If Chris Paul was healthy, Tim, from what I've seen in the first two games, a healthy Chris Paul, I'm not so certain that Phoenix doesn't win this series in six games, but with a Chris Paul that is not healthy at all, I just don't see it. I'm staying off this game completely tonight. I want to bet the Suns getting that many points on the road, but I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, if I had to make a play and, and I'm not on this game, I do have a thought uh, in a couple plays on the later game with the Blazers taking on the Nuggets, but for me... It would be Suns or pass, and ultimately it will be a pass on this one. I, I am curious the mindset for the Lakers. Is it let's step on their throats like we saw last year in the bubble? Lose game one to the Blazers, win four straight. Lose game one to the Rockets, win four straight. Have the Rocket, have the Lakers found their mojo? I don't know because I still think, and we talked about it on Tuesday night when Scott Seidenberg was sitting in with me, they still, Frank Vogel is still tinkering with lineups. He hasn't figured this thing out yet. You know, we saw Marcus Gasol get his first action of the series. Didn't play in game one, played 20 minutes. Andre Drummond, who looked unplayable and had no business being on the, on the floor against the Warriors... <laughs> He was great. He was awesome. He was very too. impressive. He was, he was vital to the victory. He was a beast on the offensive glass. So I still think Frank Vogel's trying to figure this thing out. You know, um, you know, Wes Matthews, who hit that big shot in game. Uh, in, in Game 83. Yeah, in, yeah. in the play-in or game. 73. 73. Yeah. yeah. Then he's unplayable. Only plays four minutes. So uh, it, it is It's a lot to unpack. That game going to tip off here momentarily. Also have to get to the Bucks. Whew. Man, oh, man. Let's get it rolling. Just feels invigorating. Got two playoff games, and they haven't even started yet. That's Jeff Parles. I'm Tim Murray. We're at the Circus Sportsbook. Derek Stevens is going to make another visit on VSIN today. Uh, he has stopped by, of course, making the big announcement earlier this morning on Follow the Money that I know a lot of people are excited about. $10 million in the Circa uh, Millions. Uh, so we'll get all the details again for you. But a different crew, our crew, the Nightcap crew will come in. Banksy, Big Balls will be here. That'll be top of the next hour. So uh, always looking forward to that. Why won't he be on Friday? 
Derek's going to be at Game 7, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, he's going to be at only, Game he, 7. He only has the best seats in T-Mobile Arena, so why wouldn't why wouldn't he be there? So uh, we had to make the call. We had to call. Uh, we had to make the tweak, and uh, we appreciate him coming in. So he'll come in later. We're going to talk to Mike Sando later on in this hour, talk some NFL with him. Obviously, the, the trade rumors are swirling regarding Julio Jones, and uh, Aaron Rodgers is just, uh, you know, uh, there's always a... Uh, as the Aaron turns, yep. Tim, as you said it very delicately a few weeks ago. And we will get to this beatdown that just finished <laughs> in Miami. 113-84, the Milwaukee Bucks beat the Miami Heat. And this game just went final. Yes, the Milwaukee Bucks did cover the ever-so-slight number of two. Were you surprised that number was sitting at one and a half and then obviously closed to two? I was surprised the number was so small after Miami missed the opportunity in Game 1 to win, Game 1 making 23s, and then got blown out in Game 2, obviously. Yeah, I don't really want to talk about it. Uh, How did you buy Miami? Of course. Oh, okay. The line made no sense. <laughs> Stunk. Made no sense. I texted, uh, I texted a buddy of mine uh, who, who thinks similarly, and I said, heat line stinks. And he uh, texted me while the game started, and he said, missed this text, would have bet the heat. Looks like I missed, uh, you know, worked out for him. So good for him. Bad play Not on my good part. For you. No, I mean, I, you know, the, the look, all theories in gambling, nothing hits 100%, and the stink theory failed me there. But we're hoping for a bounce back <laughs> later on. No plays in this game for me, but let's go over the prop bets yep. and uh, see if anything pops, and you could fire away before these game get go- games get going. Uh, once again, the line right now for Lakers and Suns, you're sitting at six and a half with a total of 211 for Phoenix and Los Angeles, and that total. Very uh, conspicuous because mm-hmm. game one, 99-90, game two, 109-102, and that would be 211. So uh, six and a half, I think both Jeff and I are of a similar mindset. We would take the points, but just not feeling great about it. Uh, so it's ultimately going to be a pass for both of us, but we would look at the points there. What about props here for you, Jeff? I know uh, producer Aaron Oster grabbed a, Grabbed a couple of props. Uh, actually, grabbed one prop for this game, and you agreed yeah. with this prop play. And it's the big man who continues to thrive for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to tell you, DeAndre Aiden's been the pleasant surprise of this series because we thought he was going to. And again, it kind of sh- reared its ugly head with Andre Drummond having a offensive game he would have had about six years ago <laughs> uh, in Game Two, but. I didn't know how Aiden would fare in his first playoff appearance. Obviously, the former number one overall pick in what has ended up being an absolutely loaded NBA yeah, draft. Yeah, think about that, that draft class. Uh, Luke, obviously, Trey Young, Michael Porter. Uh, <laughs> poor Marvin Bagley is going to be uh, looked at as a Sam Bowie product from that draft. But, look, I, Aiden over 14 and a half I like. I, I, to me, the Lakers are going to be so hell-bent on slowing Devin Booker down again. And the Lakers did a tremendous job down the stretch, not allowing Booker to get the ball. He got all those nonsense points at the end because Dennis Schroeder kept fouling him while he was shooting three-pointers when the game was already decided. The main reason that over went, uh, the under went down in flames. But I would only bet, I would bet Aiden's total over 14 and a half. That just, that seems like two and a half points too low. I would have expected 16 and a half, 17 and a half tonight on that. Yeah, and when you look at DeAndre Ayton, 21 in game one, 22 in game two, and uh, and you hit on it. The focus is on Devin Booker. They're going to make him work for everything. 
And in game two, it very much seemed like, Jeff, that the Lakers were, I won't say fines the right word, but they were, they were willing to live with DeAndre Ayton throwing down dunks on dribble drives. You know, they throw a double team at Devin Booker on that dribble drive, and the help doesn't come in time, and there is, uh, there is DeAndre Ayton. He's played much better than I anticipated in this series, and I give him a ton of credit. Uh, rebounds tonight. Sitting at 11 and a half, he had 16 in game one and 10 in, uh, in game two. Let's get to the big boys. Devin Booker, 28 and a half. AD, 25 and a half. And LeBron, 24 and a half. Both Scott and I were heavy on AD over in game two. That was a great spot, Easy. I thought, because... And he had, didn't have a great first half. Ultimately, scores 34 points. as 24 of those 34 in the second half. Do we see a similar... Uh, similar appearance, similar performance, I should say, for AD tonight, 25 and a half, same number as it was in game two. I would steer clear. I, I, that number feels right to me. I would steer clear of that, uh, Tim. Uh, I, just, again, coming off a, a humongous game in game two, horrible in game one. I'd probably, lean, if you made me bet it, I would bet the over, but that number feels correct. Yeah, and LeBron sitting at 24 and a half, seven and a half rebounds, nine and a half assists. LeBron in game two, nine assists, 23 points, and four rebounds. He has been a bit of a sharpshooter. We had Brad Evans on the show last night. He liked the over on LeBron threes, which is two and a half, uh, even, you know, not even, uh, equal juice, I should yeah. say. Right before, but right before the tip here, one that I would keep an eye on, Dennis Schroeder. I think this Suns team is having a, a, all sorts of issues staying in front of Dennis Schroeder. We saw it in Game 2. He had 24 points as the tip just happened. So uh, I'll, just, I'll just keep an eye on this for, for, uh, for fun here. Uh, but I, I like Dennis Schroeder to continue to build off, Jeff, what he, how he played in Game 2. Yeah, look, he was absolutely horrendous in Game, game 1. And right out of the gate... How are you fouling Jay Crowder, who's made one shot the entire series on a three-point attempt? And I, th I think it was Davis, too. So 15 seconds in, AD with a foul. Jay Crowder shooting three. And one non-gambling note, this is an absolutely spectacular uniform match. Oh, yeah, it is. Spectacular. Phoenix in the purple, the Laker, Lakers in the classic. Do we have a challenge 15 seconds in here? That would be something. <laughs> 15 seconds in, we, I think we do have a coach's challenge. You know, the Lakers, as, as strong as they are defensively, best defensive team in the league, and they deserve, you know, Frank Vogel to get this team to be number one in the league in defense without the, the likes of AD and LeBron for half the season. They've made some boneheaded mistakes defensively on fouling. Remember, we talked about it in the play-in game against the Warriors. It was uh, Dennis Schroeder who fouled Steph Curry. Why would you ever do that? No. And then I think there was an and one on a Jay Crowder three, if my memory serves me correct. That was a huge against the Suns that was in game, game two. two. That yeah. was a huge play in that game it was because late. that it was, was in the right, third, fourth. That quarter. was right in the middle of Phoenix's big run. That uh, that was I don't think it get, that didn't give him the lead, but it got him within uh -huh. got him within two. Crowder made the free throw to get him within one. But yes, by the way, Frank Vogel is challenging that foul. We are 15 seconds in, and we have a challenge, Tim. This is exactly why we came to watch the game. There we go. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> Scoreless right now. I don't know if there's any live lines. I don't think they've changed. I'm going to say it's locked right now. Yeah. That would be my um, guess. So we'll wait. We'll wait on that, and uh, we'll, we'll continue to update you folks on this game, obviously, as it goes on. Uh, 
once again, uh, we got a rooting interest for our producer, uh, Aaron Oster, who took the over on DeAndre Ayton points. And I've got the Lakers in the series, so that, that doesn't really... Tonight would be nice to get them a win, but, I mean... It wouldn't be you don't devastating. Need, you don't need it. You don't need it tonight. I mean, I would, I, I, I would, I would take. You, you would prefer. I would it. not turn it down, Jeff. Be, because look, would you will, like a Lakers win? Yeah, sure. I would yeah, take the Lakers yeah, win. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, but <laughs> I, I'll say this though. Say this though. This is one thing. Again, I, I really want to see how Chris Paul looks, because if Chris Paul, and this is, of course, you get you get the one game where there's only one day off in between the two games, which right. is, which is a rarity when the NBA playoffs are back in their normal form and not in the bubble like they are now. I'm very intrigued to just see how he looks, and you can't tell anything on 15 seconds. But if he's able to play 32 minutes tonight, mm-hmm. Tim, that does change the way I look at this series because again, I really do think from what we saw in the first two games, if the Suns were fully healthy. From what I saw in the two games in Phoenix, there's nothing stopping Phoenix from winning this series. The Chris Paul injury is what really has flipped this thing heavily towards the Lakers to me. Well, I, what I would say what would stop the Suns is that the Lakers, like I mentioned. They still have LeBron James. Well, they still have LeBron James. <laughs> they still have AD. And I think they're trying to, and what we saw this in the first, when they went down to the bubble and they played those eight or whatever it was games to, to wrap up the regular right. season. And they didn't care. Not, they, at, they not were, at all. They were trying to figure things out. And they had like a 3-5 and five record and people were losing their minds. And what happened? They go on and win the championship. I think they're doing that now, which is scary because you're playing the two-seed in the Phoenix Suns. As this postseason goes on, and if the Lakers get out of this round, I think you and I are in agreement. Whoever emerges from Denver and Portland, hopefully Denver for me for personal reasons, it's a bad matchup for either one of those teams going up against the especially Portland. Portland, it's Portland's a disaster. It's a horrible It's a matchup. disaster because they, they've no one. As much as we want to say Nurkic can guard Anthony Davis, he yeah. cannot guard Anthony Davis. And, and they lost the challenge, by the way. Well, that's a great, that's a rip-roaring start to this game. A, 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 a ridiculous play on a, on a corner three for a dude who can't make a shot. And they upheld that? There's no contact. I guess he just didn't. Okay, him. didn't right, let him sure. land. All right, sure. Well, why not? So, uh, but but for the for Denver, Denver's the intriguing team out west still for me. Even without Jamal Murray, at the Indiana it goes back to what we talked about last weekend when I was on with you. That the again, it's obvious, but the Jamal Murray injury really eliminates any chance of them making a deep deep run. They really need that second piece in order to compete with the Lakers or whoever comes out of the top of the bracket. But Look, the top of the bracket could be a complete mess because the Clippers are down 2-0 to Dallas, who I still don't think is really all that good. And Utah still trying. They won last night. But I think Dallas comes out of that side. I tend to agree with you at I this I said it point. last night. I tend to agree with you. I, they have I th- the best player left, assuming they take care of the Clippers. And that's the thing. They've got the best player left. Who knows? Ultimately, by the way, LeBron just hit a three. So, Brad Evans, good start for you on your profit <laughs> uh, of over two and a half threes. Um, but... I think Dallas, the way they're playing right now. Now, could they get cold? Absolutely. Tim Hardaway Jr. is shooting like 70% from three right now. So that yeah, isn't necessarily sustainable. sustainable. I do want to get to what we saw earlier tonight, which was yes. a good old rocking chair if you took the points or laid the points with the Bucks, And it was a spot where, if you know me, you knew I was on the heat. This line didn't make sense, seemed too short. The heat just got embarrassed. Lost by 34, and now they were only a two-point dog against the Milwaukee Bucks. 
And they should have been a bigger dog because they got absolutely smoked. And in that first quarter, at the, at the under three media timeout, Jeff, the Miami Heat had eight points. They were three of 19 from the field. You could not have good? imagined a worse start for the Miami Heat. And they're done. I mean, it's, it's over. I mean, I'm not going on a limb. I think NBA history, it's 140-0 and 0 for teams that have started 3-0 in a best-of-seven series. So, you know, limited, limited sample size of 140 series. No one's ever come back from a 3-0 deficit in NBA history. And this team just looks done. I don't know what it is about Miami, right? All season long, we said, ah, we, we gave them excuses, Jeff. We gave, the, we gave the, ah, you know, they were dealing with COVID. Uh, they're, it's, you know, they went deep in the playoffs in the bubble. Now they're down 0-3, 3-0, to the team that they smashed a year prior. And you know, I, I will say, a gentleman playing in this game right now, Jay Crowder, <laughs> he's not the sole reason. I'm not saying that. Hey, but he important. was an important he's piece important. on that Miami Heat team uh, last uh, 100%. year. 100%. And, and again, Jay Crowder, this version of Jay Crowder is playing for Phoenix in this series who cannot make a shot, but not, not help Miami this year. But remember, Crowder shot the lights out in the bubble. He's unbelievable in, in, in the entire uh, games that led up to the playoffs. And then, of course, during their playoff run where they really, Miami really smashed everything in its path until the finals when they were overmatched. And well, they went to seven games against Boston. I th- Didn't that go six? It went seven. Did it go seven? Mm-hmm. Why do I think it went Remember, six? We had the hero games that's in that right, series. That's I mean, right. I mean, Miami. I was me, singing Enrique to, to in me, my I, temporary to, apartment with Aaron Osher. <laughs> I mean, it, he, was, he was loving every second of it. Um, I would have lo- loved to have seen that video there, Tim. But, but, uh, but look, it's just one of those where and we have to remember this now that we're back in regular sports <laughs> formats. Jay Crowder, <laughs> as you talk smack about him, just absolutely bricked a three. Great. <laughs> Not even close. But but what a we're now that we're back kind of back in regular sports form again, Tim. Yeah. When a team shows you what they are over a regular season, you have to take them seriously for what they show you what they are. And Miami showed us for most of the year, and they played a lot better the last 12 games of the season. I think that's why a bunch of us, including me, got fooled into thinking, oh, they're going to do it again in the playoffs. For 60 games out of 72 games, they were not good. They were a mediocre team. They were in the play-in. If it wasn't for Boston's total meltdown the stretch, yeah. they would have been in the play-in game and gotten the seventh seed and probably gotten whipped by Brooklyn like Boston has through two games. So yeah. we just have to remember now that we're getting back to the regular feel again of the sports landscape and a regular sports playoff, when a team shows you what they are in the NBA, especially through a whole season, that's what you're getting in the playoffs. You're not getting a magical run like Miami did last year. Well, and to that point, you know, Milwaukee has bowed out prematurely. Well, not prematurely two years ago, but the way that you they could, lost you to could Toronto. You could argue that was premature. The way you lost to Toronto, then last year with the disaster to Miami, I said it for the past handful of weeks. People have written this team off, but waiting for them will be the Brooklyn Nets. Are they up to the level of what we're seeing from the Brooklyn Nets? Portland and Denver going to get started here at the bottom of the hour. Everything you need to know about that game next right here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. the nightcap here on VSIN Lakers with an early three-point lead over the Phoenix Suns. First quarter line, Lakers minus two with a total of 52. And uh, hard to tell right now. 25 points so far. Reasonable start for the over. Yeah, I would say. Um, And taking a look uh, quickly at some of the props that we were discussing, LeBron James, now this was given out last night on the show by Brad Evans. LeBron James already has a three. Dennis Schroeder, who I'll be keeping an eye on, 14 and a half points. He's got three points. And Andre Drummond, two points. Anthony Davis, four. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, 
Good start for Aaron Oster. Four points already for DeAndre Ayton and uh, gave a little bow to Anthony Davis. I don't see if he was selling that one. So uh, I think they're checking that one. It looked like speak. he got pretty popped. Uh, again, it was an accidental elbow from Aiden. But the one thing that's been pretty consistent in this postseason from the officials, it doesn't matter if it's not intentional or not even close to a flagrant or a dude is looking to get under your skin like our guy Compazzo in Denver. Uh, with that, I'm still mad at that flagrant on McCollum. I mean, that was complete nonsense. But we'll see. I would imagine they'll call this a flagrant because that's the way that they've been calling well, it. Well, and don't forget uh, the kick to the fellas. Uh, that <laughs> that one, that, that was, was that was horrendous. That one still hurts. That, that hurts me. That hurt me watching that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was absolutely horrendous. Think about the start of the game these past two games for Anthony Davis. He got called for a uh, foul on a three pointer. They've challenged it. 15 seconds in tonight. Lost then, the challenge. And then in game two, he pulls up for a jumper and uh, extends the foot into a, an area you don't want to be kicked. <laughs> so bad. To Jay Crowder. <laughs> so bad. Jay Crowder and, and AD have gotten off to some interesting starts. <laughs> All right. We got, uh, we got Blazers and Nuggets coming up here momentarily. I do have a play. I'm on the Blazers' first quarter minus a point and a half. Back at home. Big spot for the Blazers. Not critical like Tuesday night was for Denver or Monday night was for Denver when we were all over first half for the Denver Nuggets. Um, but I do think Portland, happy to be back home. And something about, I, and I don't bet a ton of first quarters, Jeff, but if you look at rotations and you know how teams substitution patterns Damian Lillard always plays all 12 minutes in the first quarter. Jokic and Michael Porter, I believe, come out for about a minute or a couple minutes. So Porter definitely does. So and I, Jokic in game two. So I think Damian Lillard has the chance. And also, I'm on Damian Lillard over four and a half threes. Maybe a sucker play, but he's had over four threes or five threes in both of the playoff games and going back to the regular season seven of the last 10. So those are the two plays I'm on. You just made, you just fired away. Yeah. I finally broke the seal on the day. It only took me till about 10 25 Eastern time to finally make a bet today. I took the over 227 and then two, just 227. Even I got a, at a book here in town. I know DraftKings is dishing a 227 and a half right now, but the, this series so far, there's been nothing in the series to me, Tim, that dictates the total should be less than 230. I, I, so I, I, I Especially after game two, where legitimately in the middle of the game, where I had a bet pre-flop at 224.5, had it again in-game after the first quarter, had a little bit of a slow conclusion, and got it again at 222.5, and I texted you in the middle of the second quarter, we really bet the total down 4.5 points in this game after what we saw in game one with Portland, who does not play an ounce of defense, and a Denver team that is very happy to run with Portland and not play any defense either. I'm surprised this total is not 230. With that said, Tim, we'll probably get the 105-101 game tonight now that I'm on it and and went on that little diatribe there. But look, until proven otherwise, this is an over-series until the totals start hitting the 230s for me. Yeah, and and the one thing I'm worried about, uh, about Damian Lillard tonight is Gordon the whole game? Yeah. Michael Malone, don't call him Mike, <laughs> seemed to, I wouldn't say crack the code because he's Damian Lillard. He's one of the most prolific scorers in the league. But throwing Aaron Gordon on him in the second half changed things up. Now, 
it's a chess match, and Portland's going to have an opportunity to counter that. And when thinking about the counter move to Aaron Gordon maybe being on Dame the majority of the game, does that lead to a C.J. McCollum over tonight? Looking at his prop bet of, maybe. of uh, what is that, 23-and-a-half here tonight? First, 22-and-a-half? Is that a possibility? Do you look at, you know, Norman Powell, 16-and-a-half, over three, uh, three-and-a-half threes for C.J. McCollum? So... Uh, that's something to keep in mind. Very interested to see how the chess match is played. A great move in the second half. A little bit too late, obviously, with the Blazers down 12 at the half against uh, or with with Damian Lillard going nuts. But we'll see what the what the what the move is tonight with uh, with Damian Lillard. It's a nightcap here on Veasan. NHL and NBA playoffs are here, and our experts are covering every angle to find the betting edges. VEASAN hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all the hoops insights. Our experts and, of course, our entire VEASAN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com and we, you will get our daily members-only best bet emails. Now's the time to cash in this playoff season. Sign up for our 10-day free trial, vcin.com backslash subscribe. Got a media timeout under three media timeout. Lakers up 23-22 to on the Phoenix Suns. Eight points for Anthony Davis. Dennis Schroeder, I should have made this play instead of just recommending it. Uh, he has seven points already. His over-under was 14 and a half. Six points for Mikael Bridges. And uh, we've got four points for DeAndre Ayton. Four for Chris Paul, which is a good sign. Two for two from the field and two assists. So a good sign for Chris Paul. He's out right now, but I think this is his normal rest, Jeff. So uh, he's got that heat pack or ice, whatever they're using, on his uh, on his right shoulder. But I would say a good sign. Seven minutes, no turnovers, Couple made buckets. I would say a good sign for the Phoenix Suns. He, he, for Chris he looked Ball. pretty normal. Yeah. Looked pretty normal. Made a nice little fadeaway jumper that was off balance. That I'm not sure he would have been capable of physically in game two. So yeah. look, if you, all things considered, this is a pretty solid quarter for Phoenix. Only down one. Uh, Devin Booker still hasn't really gotten going, even though again uh, the Lakers' defense is elite. But look, all things considered, I think you take this if you're Phoenix. LeBron, or excuse me, AD does seem, at least right now, to to have things going. They're getting him very involved in the pick and roll. Already 10 points in this game for AD. Uh, before we get to Mike Sando, by the way, from The Athletic, going to join us in less than 10 minutes. We'll get his thoughts on Julio Jones and, and wrote a column recently talking about whether or not teams should be trading first-round picks like the Kansas City Chiefs for Orlando Brown uh, earlier this offseason. But we did have a uh, a elimination possibility earlier tonight, and it got squashed. Montreal went up 3-0 against Toronto. They come back, tie the game up, but then in overtime, the Canadiens force a game six, and you could have got a nice price on Montreal tonight, plus 203. 
here at Circa. So not a, a bad return on your investment if you took the Canadians tonight as they force a game six. And then we are tied at one, Carolina in Nashville. This is a game six, Nashville trying to stave off elimination. Yeah, Kurt Suzuki, the winner, less than a minute into overtime in Toronto to get the win for Montreal to force a game six, which will be, and I just saw this on the tweets, the first game in Canada with fans in it in 444 days. You got baseball six. on the mind. You said Kurt Suzuki. Oh, I'm sorry. Nick, Nick Suzuki. Suzuki. Is, is Kurt Suzuki still in the majors? A's. He's still in the A's. Still yeah, there? I think so. All right, good. Good. Nick Suzuki. My mistake. World champion. With the winning goal for Montreal. And I was looking at it, too, and I still said, Kurt, I had baseball on the mind, as always. But, <laughs> but uh, Montreal, 4-3, uh, game six, uh, two nights from now. And then, uh, like you said, Carolina-Nashville, which has really been an awesome series, uh, which if you watch the first two games, which were two bludgeonings by the Canes of what seemed to be an overmatched Nashville team, these last three games have been spectacular, including tonight, which won one uh, Brock McGinn, Nick Cousins, the goals respectively for their squad. So won one through one. Uh, good start there in Nashville. And uh, look, Phoenix is taking the lead here. It looks like they're going to carry the lead into the second quarter here, Tim. Yeah, just pulling up the uh, the odds for that first quarter as my... Uh, I think getting two and a half, I believe. And my odds uh, is not working at this moment in time. Yeah, I, I, the Lakers certainly were a favorite, and I forget what the total was. I think it was 52. 50, 52 and a half. Yeah, so yeah. we're already over with uh, 28, 27, six to go, six seconds to go in the first quarter. So we're going to hit on the NFL here uh, in just a little bit, and uh, these are brought to my attention Number one seed possibilities. So, you know, you're going to get different offerings around town. Uh, Boyd Gaming here in Las Vegas is mm -hmm. where we found these. Uh, you could bet here downtown Las Vegas, other spots across town. Start with the AFC. The Chiefs at 2-1 to one to be the number one seed. The Bills at plus 470. Ravens at plus 550. Browns 8-1. to one. Colts 12-1. to one. Broncos? Huh? Broncos? Are they worth a flyer at 14 to 1, Jeff? If they are to get that uh, that trade, what about 12 to 1 to win the AFC? So what jumps out to you right here when we look at these odds? Number one seed and to win the AFC as you look perplexed. I wouldn't bet it, but that's some disrespect for the Tennessee Titans being all the way down the board at 24 to 1 like that. What is that? 10th on the board there out of the uh, the AFC? To get the one seed, I don't think they win it, but that's, wow, that's kind of surprising. They're not in that collection with Denver uh, Chargers and uh, Miami. I don't think I'd bet any of these numbers, Tim, but Kansas City at 2-1 to one to get the one seed seems pretty juicy. Yeah. Um, we, we talked about yesterday the odds for that. They're over-under for the season. At, at, if it's 12 wins, it's an over. If it's yes. 12 and a half, I would it's, still look over. It's probably an over. You know, you're getting that additional game. And what I, you always wonder about that Super Bowl loss hangover. Now, I don't know if the 49ers, in my opinion, fall into that category because they just had so many injuries. Got so hurt. But historically speaking, Jeff, the team that loses the Super Bowl generally has some regression. I don't think that's going to apply to the Chiefs this year. I really don't. And I love what they did. I know I keep saying it, but they went out. And they took their weakness and they made it a strength in all the moves that they make. Now, do I love the Orlando Brown trade long-term? Not really, but for this year, I do. Because he's the answer at left tackle. Now, the problem is they're going to have to pay him 
as a left tackle, and I don't love that move moving forward. They go get um, you know Humphrey, Creed Humphrey, starting center. Uh, they've completely reworked that offensive line. So a two to one, yeah, that intrigues me a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I have no idea uh, of those. Just switching over to the NFC real quick. I don't want I, the Buccaneers showed us last year. I don't know if they really care about the regular season. Nope. So plus two seventy to me, way too short for the Buccaneers. I think the Rams are intriguing at plus seven hundred. Um, and man, it's at plus four seventy <laughs> with the Forty ers I, I I don't understand this, Tim, and it's everyone across the board. But if Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance, regardless of who starts week one at quarterback for the Niners, why are they the second favorite in the NFC? Like, we don't, we know we have all the sorts of questions with the Packers, but if the Rams got the quarterback upgrade that a lot of people think they did going from, from Goff to Stafford, the Rams don't have a first-place schedule. Remember that. Seattle won the division last mm-hmm. year. I would bet the Rams at 7-1 to one to win, to get the one seed. I agree with you. Tampa doesn't care about the regular season either. And maybe the Rams could be getting a number one ride receiver. Maybe. Could Julio Jones be headed to Los Angeles? Mike Sando from The Athletic will join us next right here on the Nightcap. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Indeed.com studio. Resumes are good. Resumes with an Indeed skills test are better. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. Let's get a quick update before we bring in our guest, Mike Sando. The Lakers trailing 31 to, is it 31-30 or 31-29 right now? Uh, just a couple free throws, but uh, Lakers down by a bucket to the Phoenix Suns early in the second quarter. And Portland, we're on minus one and a half watch in the first quarter, Jeff. They lead 12 to 7, eight and a half to go in the third quarter. So we'll get back to the NBA as the Phoenix Suns uh, trying to do their thing. Derek Stevens and company going to join us top of the hour. But uh, really excited to bring on our next guest. It does a tremendous job covering the NFL for the athletic. And it is Mike Sando. You can follow him on Twitter, at SandoNFL. So many uh, interesting storylines right now. And I'm not starting with the guy who's singing Taylor Swift songs in Hawaii. We'll start with Julio Jones. Where do you think Mike... Let's start it this way. When does he get traded? And do you have any feel on who might be the one or two of the likely destinations for Julio? Oh, I mean, I think it's going to happen after June 1. We know know that for cap purposes, right? And then it's just, we don't know. I mean, it could happen anytime after that. Um, When you look at the teams that could do it or, you know, might make sense, I mean, I think... New England spent a lot of money in free agency, so I don't know if they they necessarily would, but they're a team that's been mentioned, and you could see it. They've been aggressive. I think Robert Kraft has shown this offseason that he didn't like being irrelevant, and they really pushed it. So that could be one. I mean, we've heard Tennessee kind of, you know, some of the reports, and that could make some sense, too. You know, I feel like they're not going to be good defensively, and if I were them, I would be thinking, okay, we have to outscore people. That'd be a pretty potent combination outside when everyone's got their eyes on the running back in the backfield that they have, you know, kind of a difference making back, which is a rarity. So those are a couple, but I don't think we really know yet. You know, I mean, San Francisco would be fun too. I think they, they're feeling high on themselves right now as well. And, and obviously has a history with Kyle Shanahan. Let's uh, let's go to let's go to the guy who was in Hawaii most recently, and, and Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Of course, the saga uh, rolls on. Had the interview with Kenny Mayne earlier this week, uh, where 
the the dislike of uh, of the GM in Green Bay was uh, just a, just a little bit ev- evident there, Mike. But just well, what is your feel for the whole situation with Rodgers? Of course, in the betting markets, uh, Green Bay still the favorite for where he's going to take that first snap uh, for the 2021 season. Well, I thought it was funny the other day. Uh, remember when he said, "Sometimes organizations forget it's about the people." <laughs> and, and if you if you go back if you go back a little bit earlier. Remember that story came out that he was calling Brian Gutekunst, uh, the GM of the Packers, Krause, yeah. kind of a device of reference to Jerry Krause. Well, remember Jerry Krause was the one who said that organizations win championships? That is true. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was just sort of subtly interesting. If you kind of get into the mind of Aaron Rodgers, very subtle, you know, sort of, sort of like you got to figure it out a little bit. That's kind of what came to mind for me. Like he was sort of maybe saying that. Um, fascinating you know uh there's not a lot of organizations that could wait out aaron Rodgers and maybe play you know a little bit of hardball but the packers might be one that could you know they're just they're just so strong and their brand and everything so i think it could drag on i wouldn't be surprised if he if they traded him but maybe it's like not not this year you know maybe it's after next season and do you think we've gotten to the point, a la Carson Palmer, and it's interesting, I know a lot of people have brought up this parallel, he has the same agent, Aaron Rodgers does, that Carson Palmer had when he held out with the Bengals and ultimately got traded to the Oakland Raiders. Do you think this is a situation, your feel right now, Mike, where uh, they're just so far apart that Aaron Rodgers is willing to, to wait this thing out and, and not play yeah. early on in the season? You know, I think one of the big differences, I don't, yes, I, I do think he could do that. I, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, people have pointed out he's estranged from his family, for crying out loud, right? right? I mm-hmm. mean, he, he could do it. If there's anyone who could do it, it'd be him. He's made tons of money. I do believe that if he's principled, he, he could do it. So I say, yes, he could do it. But a big difference in those situations is that it was the Bengals. They, you know, Carson Palmer really had a great point. Uh, you know, I think they were guilty of felonies when it comes to how to build a team or not. You know what I mean? I think the Packers at worst, I've been critical of them for some of the things they've been in the draft, but at worst, some traffic tickets and a misdemeanor or two, you know, they should have done this or that. (laughs) They're not the Bengals. You know what I mean? I I don't see like green Bay. How many places are you going to find? It's a better situation than green Bay. How many places are better? Can you name five? No, yeah, not really. I don't, I mean, you know what I mean? Just for the whole setup. So that's why I think that it, maybe it could be resolved or uh, maybe they, they at least wait it out. Like if I were them, I would wait. I, the last thing I want is him winning a championship somewhere next year. Right. I would want to really maximize my return. I want to know what the draft order is of what picks we're getting. Right. And I want to know which one of those teams is really going to go all in. I don't think Rogers value declines. And in the meantime, if you get a chance to look at Jordan Love, I think most people would sort of, a lot of people would probably side with the Packers and just say, hey, they haven't done anything so bad that Rodgers should just not even come in. I'd put a little pressure on them. Mike, I want to turn to the NFC West real quick, one of the most intriguing, if not the most intriguing division going in to the year. A lot of the betting markets have the San Francisco 49ers who finished in the last a year ago. Uh, as the betting favorite, then the Rams and Seahawks jockeying for second position with Arizona bringing up the rear and the betting odds. But how, what, what do you look at in that division, and, and where who do you think ends up 
uh, being the best team out West? Well, it's kind of the same thing I said before last year was, who do you, you, do you, which quarterback do you trust the best? And for me, it was Russell Wilson last year. It's less Wilson. It's a little bit less this year. You know, I felt like he didn't play as well last year. They obviously have some issues there, some things percolating. Uh, but I'm just not ready to go all in necessarily on, certainly I wouldn't on Arizona, and I wouldn't on San Francisco until they prove it either. To me, the 49ers, I think if you go to the last six years, they've had one season where they've won more than six years. You know, it won more than six games, and we're like, can they keep this window open? And it's like it was only open for one year, you know. So I want to see them prove it. They could be playing a rookie quarterback by week four. Do you, you think that's going to go well? And they're going to just win the division? So, you know, I think I think the Rams are really the interesting team to me. Um, and maybe if I were going to pick somebody other than Seattle, I might lean towards them because I think they're just they've got some good talent. I think Stafford, while he's not going to boost them to the Super Bowl. I think they're going to be at least as good as they were last year, uh, which is pretty darn good. So those are the two teams probably for me, Seattle and the Rams. Um, and I would make the 49ers prove it before I would just go running up to bet on them just because of the history. They, you know, they haven't had a healthy quarterback. We're talking to Mike Sandoz. Speaking of quarterbacks, and um, there are differing opinions uh, about what New Orleans will ultimately do. You lose Drew Brees, who, who clearly wasn't, you know, at his peak, uh, we all know that. Uh, but it's Taysom Hill, it's Jameis Winston. They draft Ian Book in the fourth round. Uh, I don't think he's going to, you know, see any run this year. But what do you make of this New Orleans team? I'm pretty down on them, Mike. Am I crazy to think this is a, a bit of a regression this year for the New Orleans Saints? I think it will be. You know, I think most of the time when we've seen these, the true Hall of Fame quarterbacks, when they leave, whether it's Peyton Manning in Denver, remember he left and they had a good defense. It's just not the same. You know, uh, those guys do so much for the standard that's held up throughout the organization that there is an adjustment period. That said, having Sean Payton there, I think it helps. Uh, and then Jameis Winston has been a good starting quarterback. So it's not like they're going to Brock Osweiler or, or somebody who just absolutely can't produce. But I'm kind of with you. I, I think they're going to find out what it's like, you know, to just sort of be wondering week to week about your guy. And I'm sure they'll be competitive and their defense is pretty good. And I don't think they're going to be a four-win team, but I, I could really see them being closer to 500 and, and sort of like everybody else, like the Patriots found out last year. You know, you're just sort of like everybody else when you don't have one of those guys. Mike, uh, we, we have about uh, about 90 seconds here. And uh, just uh, I want to ask you about uh, when I ask you about the Buffalo Bills and the AFC East as a whole, how big is the gap between the Bills and the rest of that division after what we saw from them a year ago? Probably smaller than we think. You know, I mean, I think New England played them tough a couple times last year. Uh, Miami was a tough team, and, and, you know, we'll see if they're able to uh, sustain. I think they will. I mean, I think they're a good team, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if they, you know, the division was, you know, a game or two uh, between them and the next team. And there could be, I think, some just some general offensive regression anyway. I wrote about this the other day that, you know, last year teams on the road really lit it up on third and long, especially like third and seven, third and 10. And Josh Allen was unbelievable, you know, completed almost all of his passes. And we'll see what happens when you go on the road this year with fans. I think there'll be a little bit more ups and downs um, for some of these quarterbacks that really cruise. And, and he's one of them. So there's a gap. It's just not probably what it looked like at times last year. 
He is Mike Sando, one of the best covering at the NFL, does it for the athletic at Sando NFL on Twitter. Mike, appreciate the time. Hey, thank you. There he is, Mike Sando. Uh, check out his work at Sando NFL. Always does the uh, the quarterback tiered mm-hmm. uh, column. Uh, it's not his personal belief. He, he reaches out to people in the league. It's always one of the better reads uh, in the offseason. Portland, 26-22 uh, lead right now with four and a half to go in the first quarter. And uh, the Lakers-Suns game has kind of crawled on a pace here, Jeff. If you took the under, you're, you're feeling all right at this point. Yeah, well, you can have what happened to you the other night and, and suffer just a cataclysmic disaster. Down that is true. Oh, like they did last night. One thing I will say, though, Chris Paul looks a lot healthier tonight than he did in Game 2, and that is at least going to keep Phoenix in this game. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. We'll get you updated on everything you need to know with the Lakers and Suns, Blazers, and Nuggets. Also coming up next, Derek Stevens, Banksy, and Wilbo. I called him Wilbo. I like it. I like it. It's the Nightcap here on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.